I felt worthless. I felt like I was treated like trash. I was like shit. Everything that I did for and every, like every hard work that I did for the company, they disregarded it. Mm. They didn't even take it in consideration. They were like, oh, you know what? You're good. Nothing. I was shouted at. Mm. I was shouted at like we was in primary school. I'm thinking, oh, hell to no. I'm thinking, my God. I'm a classic man. Hello, you're welcome to episode 30 of the Classic Manny Show. It is your boy, V1, the only, but I'm not the only one here today. Today, I'm joined by my fave, Richie the Silver. How are you doing? Hello, 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 everybody. How are you doing? I'm good. And yourself? I'm okay. I'm not too bad. We're getting through, you know, getting so through the pandemic, right. panoramic. <laughs> it's been a whole year, isn't it? But we, we've made it. We've made we, it. We've made it all. We've made it. <laughs> Indeed. It's been, a, it's been a roller coaster of the ups and downs, but hopefully we'll see some freedom between April and June, of course. And how have you been in the past year as well? How have you been? Do you know what? It's been a lot, you know. In the past year, they've had a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. I said, we're just pushing through. I'm just trying to be me. Uh, come on, Gemma. Come on, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally trying to be me. Like, I'm just trying to do my own thing, to, you know, to make myself better as well. Just explore different things about myself as well. But, um, yeah, no, we're just trying to push through. And that's literally it. And trying to push through. The skin is really skinning right now. Oh, sorry. Come and see you. In care. i sorry. I wish the viewers can see, but... No, they'll probably get like a sneak peek in the story. <laughs> I'll get the full thing. It's going to be an audio, you know? So hey. I'm loving the skin. I'm loving the skin. Thank you so much. But on a more serious note, today's topic is quite serious. So due to that, I've taken out the classic fave, the latest releases and trending topics, just because it's a serious one. We're going to get to the nitty gritty. I won't have enough time to go through every single aspect of this topic. We'll be talking about race in the luxury retail industry this is actually inspired by a bbc interview that we saw go viral with colette yokafo who's the host of say your mind um dr shola who is an activist and lawyer and gina the comedian that's it i almost forgot the third one i almost forgot the third one child listen but they had a very well i would say iconic interview where they touched on the whole Meghan markle debacle oh that's a that's a a nice one there Meghan markle debacle you see what i did there (laughs) What's that word that they like to use? You, you, you went with a riff. I, I tried. Like I really tried. You know. <laughs> they spoke about the whole interview with Oprah, the media's reaction, and how racism, not just like with what Megan has gone through, is a bigger issue that's gone on for as long as we've lived and beyond that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that really inspired us to have this conversation. So thank you to you, first of all, for reaching out and wanting to be a part of this podcast. Like, I felt so honoured. <laughs> ah, no, obviously, this is something that actually happens. Like, come on. Like, at the end of the day, like... Everybody wants to be comfortable where they work and just you know, want to progress, mm-hmm. you know, in career progression. But if it's become a little bit of an issue because of who you are and how you are, mm-hmm. that's where the issue starts to lie. Yes, you true. know what I mean. So obviously, I, I feel, I feel some, I still feel some type of way about it. Still to this, you have day. every right to as well. You have every right it's to. Just like, uh, everybody around me, yeah, they all had a voice, but mm-hmm. they can blatantly see that I was being singled out. And um, some people did speak up on some occasions in, in terms mm. of their actions and stuff. So, but um, other than that, it's just uh, it's a bit oh scary. Yes, it is scary. Scary, very scary. So, but, my um, first question to you is, how did the interview make you feel? Like, obviously, I saw your reaction to it. How did it make you feel when you watched that interview with Kalechi, Dr. Shola, and Gina? Do you know what it is? I loved it. 
Mm -hmm. I actually loved it. I actually loved it. They hit on all the points on which, you know, us people, I would say people of colour, we actually think about which actually experience as well. Mm -hmm. um, they actually hit all the focus points in terms of to try to make other people understand. Yeah. Because, ah, some people, they can listen, but they don't mm. understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They can listen, 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 just be ears, but they're not under, literally understanding. So I feel like, not to say they've dumbed it down, but mm. I feel like, yeah, they've literally made it blankly obvious like this is what's actually happened so you have to understand hmm? yeah, i love that and for me listening I is fundamental well. listening is fundamental i'm listening and also listening <laughs> to listening is fundamental it is fundamental like come on man i get you it's true it's true child. even for me on my end as well i was like wow come and see these three women come together and just speak that speak, speak that talk that talk speak that speak whatever the english is talk that talk speak that speak I just think that's back, you know. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It was amazing to see. And I think, obviously, I'm not of Kalechi of through social media. She's been very vocal about black issues for years. So that was not surprise me. I was introduced to Shala and Gina through that interview. <laughs> it was through that interview. And what actually killed me was when Shala said, um, Prince Harry is to Meghan what Prince Charles was not to Diana. I said, and I. <laughs> <laughs> you better sit for that one you better sit and everyone's reaction of course that, that created an iconic meme and I think shout out to Kemi he was on my podcast a few episodes ago she made a whole mm -hmm. illustration of it I'll put the link in the episode description go and support it all that good so I see your point I'm putting down as well why not but it did spark, obviously, a lot of conversation about racism in this country. But I think it's only right for you to introduce who you are and what you do. So, Richie, tell us about you and what you do. Well, hello, hello, hello. Well, me, I'm a bit about myself. I'm a bit of everything. But mostly my focus point is I like to provide the best exceptional service to my clients in terms of personal shopping, in terms of just personal assisting within their life, to be mm -hmm. honest. So um, that's what I do. But um, if you need a Birkin, holler at me. Oh, <laughs> but um, no, literally, um, I'm more of a personal shopper. Um, I obviously um, focus on luxury goods as well. Mm -hmm. um, pieces that are exceptionally hard to get in boutiques and stores. Um, but um, yeah, that's what I specialize in during my contacts. Um, cool. I do. Cool. Check me out on my Instagram. Yes. But down below, down below. Of course, you know. but let me know as well. Let me <laughs> Instagram. Let me know your Instagram as well whilst we're here. So it's RD Silver LTD. So I'm a registered company. We ain't doing this. I know that's right. You know. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. That's what it is. How did you discover your love for fashion and all that good stuff? How did you discover it? Oh, my love for fashion. Do you know what it is? It's growing up. Like mm. obviously, in my background, I am from Angola. Yeah, I'm from Angola. So I was going to ask you, Nicole. I got a friend who said Mr. Costa. So I literally, I was wondering. <laughs> Angola. So um, in terms of like our background, um, I would say Angolan culture is very similar to the Congolese culture as well. Yeah. In terms of we like to dress, we like to go out, we like to go and enjoyment. In Nigeria, they say Faji, you know? Mm -hmm. Literally, so, you know, for the love of Faji. Yeah. I need to make, a, I need to copyright that, you know, to be fair. But um, literally, we like to enjoy. So growing up, we always, especially my mum, she always did like um, weddings and events and like decorating like, you know, halls and venues. Yeah. So I would always see the different people coming in with their fashions, people coming in with their dresses, the gowns, the suits, yeah. the coats, the jackets, <laughs> everything they'll bring it out. So for me, I've always had that attention to detail and that eye for fashion. So I've always mm. loved it. Me and my mum would always go out to um, Edgeware Road. There's a fabric shop called Joas and Sons, in, um, okay. which literally we buy the fabrics. We have a tailor. Mm -hmm. We go and design. We go and make it. So that's me growing up with my mum. That's what we used to do. Yeah. And then oh, I'm thinking, oh, you know what, I can do this as a job, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
that's where my love for fashion came in. And I love the, you know, going through Vogue magazines and different type of magazines since I was growing up as well. So yeah, that's literally, I would say my mom, that's where it came from. So how did you also get into it? So of course, you discovered your love for fashion, but how did you actually get into the industry as well? How did I get into it? Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, um, I dropped out of uni. Is That's it? How it started. I actually dropped mm-hmm. out of uni. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the mind frame of studying. I, but you know, you come from an African household. You must study! Of course. <laughs> what did that sound? At the time, isn't it? I had headaches, you know? <laughs> so I was a little rebel. I, yeah, I dropped out of uni and I went straight into mm-hmm. work. Uh, when I went to the work, I was temping quite a while, but I actually wanted to see if this was actually for me. Yeah. I was temping with um, loads of luxury brands, um, loads of luxury brands, and obviously it gave me an insight of how the business works, mm-hmm. how clients are, in just terms of like demand and just like how it's actually like. I was yeah. on the floor. Um, so obviously I started with, uh, I don't think I'm going to name the brands. Of course. Just, yeah. just because of, you know, what, you know. <laughs> My come to us. Oh my God. You know, I get you. There's no, there's no problem in that. So obviously one of the, um, yeah, one prestigious brands that I've used mm-hmm. to work for, um, mm-hmm. that way I would say was the highlight of my career. I really, really, really loved it. I've gained a lot of, you know, clientele and people. Like I've just met loads of people in terms of luxury and tailoring. Mm-hmm. They literally put me into a school of tailoring so oh, nobody right. can tell me shit in terms of oh sorry language oh you can swear please swear oh, please this is not a godly show here this is not a godly show so um yeah no literally in terms of tailoring and suits mm. and you know everything like that i yeah. definitely know like what i'm doing in terms of pinning and alterations i know what i'm doing so again that obviously it took me to another avenue of me exploring it mm. and just like oh my god I can't get enough wow. and then <laughs> hmm, mm. shit starts to happen you know what I mean the realizations of it all eh? but actually with my first job it wasn't more say the people that I was working with it was mm. more say the clients that I was having that's where I yeah that's how I actually first um experienced racism wow I know, right? get us into that actually now that you tapped into it take us into that Oh, you want me to, straight away, wow. Tap, 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 yeah, baby. Okay, um, literally one time I was serving a client. Um, obviously, in terms of how we have to serve clients is every sales associate, they have to go in straight away, go in for the kill, introduce yourself, you know, mm-hmm. ask and discover the client, just trying to see what they are looking for, just yeah. and try to assist and help them. As me, you know, mystery shopping and that. I didn't want to score zero because <laughs> that's where you come and get in trouble. Number one, the mystery shopping. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I went to go and approach this Russian client. You know, looked at me in disgust, like he just saw something at the bottom of his shoe. What? And I'm thinking, ah, oh, okay, maybe the environment that we're in, the department store that we're mm-hmm. in, maybe these people just don't have our times. Didn't feel about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel way about it. So continued my way. Approached again. Told me to go away. <gasps> I'll go away. I'm so sorry to disturb your life. You know what I mean? I'll go away. No worries. Yeah. I didn't even clock what he was trying to do at that particular time until he literally, after two seconds of saying go away, he went to go and approach um, a sales associate, which was um, white. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went to go and speak to them. Spent £8,000. Mm-hmm. I lost on that commission, you know. I knew they had to, you know, the. Yeah. I just thought, who cares? But the thing that hurt me the most was because they paid all in cash. Um, 
usually we have to double count the cash. It's usually mm-hmm. team management or someone of senior, you know, kind of double count the cash. Yeah. So my colleague called me over, can you double count the cash? He was arguing for me not to count the cash. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm thinking, my God, obviously I, I have to count the cash for me, me and my stubborn self. I'm like, you told me to go away, now I'm here. I will count the cash for you. <laughs> I was counting the cash, flump, 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 like count everything. Yeah, counted it. And at the end, the screws that I was getting up and down, up and down, I just walked away. God. That obviously, that experience, I'm thinking, okay, you really have a problem with me because I'm black, to be honest. It's yeah. just like, God. But um, yeah, that was. That is insane. First experience, first hand, you know. Mm. So that was with the clients, isn't it? That was the clients. In terms of the organization, was there any experience with that? To the racism and microaggression? Not the previous one. The mm-hmm. second one that I went for, yeah. I got headhunted. Mm. So I reached out, they reached out to me. They was like, oh my God, you know, we have this new thing happening, coming up, and we just like you to be a part of it. Mm. I was so, so, so happy. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And at that time, I've just finished, I was finished traveling. I went to Paris, I went to LA. I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. You know, let me come back, you know. Let me just chill for a bit. But then I got a phone call. I'm like, why not? <laughs> Let me jump mm. in. Excited with the brand and so forth and so forth. And then everything went so well. Yeah. So, 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 so well. Mm-hmm. I was working super hard. I was working through different types of, um, different types of, what's it called? Different type of, um, English. <laughs> the English. My God. My moments, child. <laughs> we have our moments. <laughs> Me included. <laughs> oh, I was basically bouncing off different boutiques and different okay. department stores and just helping and assisting just to try to see number one if I like the brand. Yeah. And number three if it's for me. Again, loved it. In terms of the career progression watch they offered me as well at the time, I was thinking, my God, I can really climb up the ladder here and do it. And plus I don't see people like me. And when I say like me, I don't see other black people mm-hmm. in the company that is in a high position. So let me go in there and just show them what we're about. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not just, you know, I'm not just going to be these type of people that will sit around. Let me just go and fight for what's mine. Um, doing it, doing it, doing it. I was working mm-hmm. with directors, literally side by side. I was working with different, um, like, Europe managers mm-hmm. that you can think of. Like, it was really, really, really like a good experience in terms yeah. of going to see different parts of the business and, and just to see how we can make it develop and grow the business as well. So literally, mm-hmm. I, loved, I, loved, I loved that. And then pandemic happened. Ooh. Let me give you timeline. Pandemic happened. Everything was oh, yeah. amazing. I was top setup. All the clients that I had, I brought in myself. Mm-hmm. I, I established the relationships um, with the clients myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I did everything myself in terms of what I needed to do. Yeah. Everything was on 100. Obviously, you know, I live far. Mm. I would say, you know, one or two days. I was a little bit late, do you know what I mean? But that happens to everybody. It happens, yeah, absolutely. It happens to everybody. But again, I don't want to use that. I don't want them to use that as an excuse. Oh my God, you were late two times. So now, you know, your opportunities have to be different. Mm. But then other people, different, they were late. Yeah. Sometimes longer. <laughs> Not an issue. Or they'll just write down a different excuse for them. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah. Connected. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. And then obviously pandemic happened. Um, we just had to, everybody got changed location in terms of career progression. It just got a little bit more difficult. And um, yeah, it got a bit difficult. Yeah. And then there was a position available 
for me, which I was offered from the beginning. Okay. Went for the interview, went for everything. I thought I had to secure a job. Just mm-hmm. because obviously the manager that was obviously that would look over me, we had a very good relationship mm-hmm. in terms of um, how we worked and collaborated together. And um, had an interview, had everything, went through, went through. At the end, I didn't get a job. Mm-hmm. I must have been a little bit upset, a little bit disheartened. Of course, human relations, you know. They went to go and hire someone else that came from a high street retail, not even luxury, wow. but high street, high street, high street retail. So I'm thinking, you have someone that's within the company that's been here for almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to train that person that just came in. So yeah. Why couldn't you do that to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is obviously for some people, they might not say, ah, Richie, you know, you don't have enough experience. This is that, blah, blah, blah. But I just find it like, you're going to do this to the same thing that you're going to do to them. Yep. To me. Like, why, why couldn't you do it to me? That's literally how I saw it. Mm. Blah, 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 it's okay, you know, there's other more opportunities. I'm thinking, okay, at this point, I'm disheartened, do you know what I mean? I've worked cool. so hard with all these people, and all now I'm just going to get stuck in my face. Mm. Push me forward. Anyway, yeah. going forward, going forward, pandemic happens, COVID lifted the first time. We all get split up in different um, boutiques and different stores and different places. One person couldn't have some time off because obviously COVID, mm-hmm. you know, someone passed away close to them. They yeah. The company didn't give them time off. They said, no, you have to work. What? Ah, the company's really, you know, it can get really disgusting. Do you know what I mean? No compassionate leave or anything? Nothing. They oh, said, blimey. <laughs> back. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. They said, if you leave, you can't come back. Oh, Another person went into another, you know, place. Can I ask why they were uh, their race? Oh, no, they were white. They were white. They were oh, they're white. white. Okay. Then this, this oh, but me, it's just how the... Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just... I just oh, feel, wow. Yeah, it's still a little bit of... Um, still a bit of dirty work. Mm, mm. But, um, yeah. Where was that? You said after pan- pandemic. Oh yeah, after pandemic. Sorry, mm-hmm. after pandemic, everything happened. Everything got split up. I got introduced with a new team, and obviously, coming from you know almost getting that job that you wish that you've had. Mm-hmm. Now coming back to square one, starting again, and they still want you to do the same job that you was doing, working hard for. Can you imagine? It's just like ah, you guys are really taking the piss now. Yep. I'm yep. so sorry, you guys are taking the piss. I can't. At that particular moment, I'm like, yeah, I need to just do what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. And what what is required for me to be here? That was my mentality. I'm not can't lie to you. And I did what I needed to do. I just got out, came in on the door, and I left on the door. I was like, "Oh, can you stay? Mm-mm. Thank you. I have my train to catch. I live far, you know." Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, with me being a bit forward and a bit yeah, a bit forward with that, two weeks into the new environment, into the new team, I've been brought in. I've been dragged. Not dragged. Okay, let me not exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got brought into a meeting. There's like, right, usually these meetings, even on my contracts, it's written that you should have them after a month. Mm-hmm. Two weeks in, every day in the meeting. I have never been, I'll say, humiliated. Mm. I've never been 
worthless, felt so worthless. This mm. is how I felt. I felt worthless. I felt like I was treated like trash. I was like shit. Everything that I did for and every, like every hard work that I did for the company, they disregarded it. Mm. They didn't even take it into consideration. They were like, I oh, know what you're good. Nothing. I was shouted at. Mm. I was shouted at like we was in primary school. I'm thinking, oh, hell to no. I'm thinking, my God, what is actually happening here? Bear in mind, I'm coming from a different boutique, number one. And number two, um, the clientele that I had in my client books are completely different from what they expect me to do now. So it's like yeah. I'm starting again from zero. Mm. So obviously I'm still hitting more or less going towards my targets. But yeah. I will even recite for you what happened in the meeting. Oh. Yeah, so basically... You're not achieving your targets. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. Wow. I was grilled onto another level. I couldn't believe it. It actually made me feel like shit. I'm not going to lie to you. There was like, you're even acting like a passenger at this present moment. <gasps> no, uh, you're talking about passenger, not passenger. What did they mean by passenger? Because what does that mean? mean? I asked them, what do you mean by passenger? Passenger. Like, yeah, you're just literally, you're just coming to take it along and everything like that. You're just acting <laughs> like a passenger. I'm like, wow. I'm thinking, okay, passenger, okay. Passenger. Passenger, because, you know. The connotations on, oh, hell to the no. Personally, I didn't like it. No. I didn't didn't like it. It made me feel, again, it made me feel worthless. At that present moment, I'm like, okay, this meeting needs to stop. Um, Just things that you were saying, it just just didn't, it didn't, I wasn't happy. Mm Went onto the shop floor, obviously, mood has completely changed. Of course, it does. Shouted at and just made, just made me feel like I was a little child. And when he now came to me and approached me and said, Oh, I didn't make, I didn't mean to make you feel this way. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, this is, this is not an apology if you're trying to apologize, number mm-hmm. one. It's not you didn't make me. I said, no, you made me feel. This is how I felt. So you can't yeah. my feelings. Oh, but you know, I wasn't, it wasn't. No. I said, it's okay. I'm mm. going to HR tomorrow because I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm valued, being valued at this present moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's making me feel welcoming within the team. Just how everybody is just literally pushing me to the side in terms of I'm not getting enough training as well with the new collection, with the new environment. I'm just not getting anything. So it's just like, what are you guys really playing at? Mm-hmm. Let's just fast forward now, though. I have been, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, I was late one or two times again. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell the truth. So obviously now they can see that Rich's mood level is a little bit low and he only does what he's been asked to do and meet his target and then he's out. He's not going above and beyond how he used to. Mm-hmm. So I got called into HR one day in terms of they are here to talk about my lateness. They're here to talk about, yeah, just my lateness, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I have a recording on my phone. Hey, not a receipts. There was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot. And um, I wanted to, obviously, before the meeting started and everything, I wanted to ask them, what do you i'm in a safe space can i feel can i share my opinions and everything on how i feel mm-hmm. they're like yeah, yeah yeah go for it go for it go for it as i'm now coming to give them a list because i went in there with a notepad and pen mm-hmm. 
I gave them a list of everything, every scenario that's happened, every incident that's happened towards me. I've been cut off. Wow. They're like, yeah, no, sorry, this is going to be disregarded. This would be, yeah, we can't, we can't, this has nothing to do with what we're here for, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. But these are issues that are happening at work. Like managers are taking class A drugs in front of clients in which they are um, literally twitching and gurning and just doing different types of things. But for me, I'm here for lateness. Wow. It's just, I'm, I just find it a little bit bizarre. Do you know what I mean? No, Richard, this ain't nothing to do with the topic. I'm so sorry you're going off board. Is that blah blah blah? I'm like, yeah, but I just asked you at the beginning, is this okay if I can just tell you guys a few things that's been happening around the mm. company like this? Because now I'm full like, ah, you guys are really starting to now kick me out because when someone's being pulled into HR, you can just see the steps that they're just really trying to make at this present moment. Yeah. This person is still hired today. This person that is, is mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This person is still hired today and still gallivanting around doing whatever he wants to do but i'm assuming white yeah 100 percent, and it's just <sighs> i just i just find it <laughs> that's a code of conduct for number one if i did okay. that i was the one to be taking class a drugs in front of clients i would be told to leave the building with immediate expeditiously child <laughs> with immediate effects do you know what i mean like yeah. you need even security guard assisting me out but no when there's someone else that wants to come and do it mm. They want to be blind eye. Yeah. They're not looking at the situation. So again, I'm thinking, wow, this is really, this is really something, you know. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm thinking, we need to just look for a different strategy or just you do your work and just, you know, just go home, just go underneath the radar, find something new, and you know, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then also going through all of this, I had family emergencies at home. Yeah. So I had to be at home. I had to do a few things as well in terms of my family and stuff. And um, I literally explained everything to them as a company because I feel like to be, for the company to have some sort of understanding of how you are, they need to understand what you're actually going through. Absolutely. So I was open with them. I told them everything in confidence. And one of the managers turned around and said, Chief, you're a smart boy. You know you can really leave. What? I'm thinking... Oh, hell to the no. <laughs> I'm thinking, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Am I going crazy in here? Because I don't know what's happening, but mentally they don't know what they did that for me. Because everything that I went through, experience with them, I wouldn't wish that on anyone because I'm right. some, still some things that I'm, I'm still holding back now. Mm, I guess. It's yeah, just guess. like, nah, it's just like one thing to another thing. Oh, Richie, you're going for too, too many toilet breaks. I'm thinking, ah. Yeah, I drink a lot of water. How can you tell me? But when other people are doing it, it's not a problem. Other people are doing their shopping in to go and buy food and come back when there's not even lunch break, it's not a problem. Every people, and there's a list of different things for for them, it's okay, but Double you standards, yeah. It's, it's not okay for you. We want you here, we want you to be a soldier, you know, you have to be here. Mm. My god. So um, yeah. That was just what's happening within my boutique. Mm-hmm. Our people's boutique. This is confirmed and has been confirmed with numerous type of people as well. They have mm-hmm. heard it. We have had, um, obviously, a pandemic happened. Yeah. People are thinking that it came from a particular country and so forth and so forth. Obviously, yeah. started more or less over there as well. Um, we've had one colleague. She was Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, she was literally working in terms of her organization at I would particularly say it wasn't that great for the team in terms of 
it just wasn't, you know, she didn't have that great organizational skills. Okay. So um, the manager, her work ethics was a bit messy. Let's just <laughs> say that. Mm. So then one of the managers turned around and says, this is why we have COVID. <gasps> These people are so dirty. This is why we have COVID. Oh, my God. So I'm thinking, okay. That's happened to that person. This is happening to me. I'll be fuming. It's just a bit of a pattern I'm seeing yeah. here. It's a pattern I'm seeing here. One of my colleagues as well, a man of colour, he got dismissed due to he wasn't reaching his targets. Bear in mind, he came from a different database. That same first two weeks, they brought him in a meeting. The next two weeks, they brought him in another meeting. The third, bye-bye. Wow. Bear in mind, they didn't come from, a, you know, that database that originated where the clients came from. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, how can you do that to someone? That is crazy. There's no help being offered. But when other people are asking help, people that are physically one, they'll get handed out clients. Oh, you need to serve this person, contact this person, do this one, do that one, do this one. Mm. Me? I asked for it because they tried to also use that excuse for me to try and bring me to HR. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm going to do. Mm. Because number one, I haven't been helped. Uh, other people and other colleagues around this um, company are being offered and being given clients for them to be reaching up to these, you know, million pound targets that they're getting for the year and stuff like that. So for me, yeah. how can you say that you're doing this for that person? And I asked for it, you're not going to give it to me. I feel richly inclined. Mm-hmm. What, what, was, what was going on? Yeah. So there's like... It's just like, um, it's like I'm trying to play Ludo over here. As in? <laughs> that game is serious <laughs> as well, you know. It's, it's I, a I'm, game. I'm, really, like, I'm tired of playing Ludo. Yeah. And, um, yeah, literally again, that person got pushed out eventually. Wow. I went out recently again during the pandemic, during a lockdown. One of my other colleagues as well, also a man of colour, got like a few to walk. He's not reading his target. supposed to like, how can people reach a target during a pandemic and you're on furlough? As in? That's not, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that does not make sense at all. Wow. So it's just like, oh, you guys are really nitpicking, choosing, picking and choosing, picking and choosing. Yeah. To be honest, right now, I can tell you there is only one black person there left in the whole, actually, how much boutiques are there? One, two, three, four. Only one person. Only one black person there. Yeah. Oh, blimey. Like, this this like, country? This team of 15 people, <clears throat> team of 12 people, and their management. Nothing. That is insane. So, as a group, yeah, we feel quite shit, you know what I mean? Of course. Uh, listen, yeah. I've been through that whole dismissal thing as well. I, I tried about in episode three, and that was... <laughs> the way it shook me to my core, but it made me literally wake up. Like, this, this country, they don't give a heck <laughs> about us at all. Like, yeah, they're really? putting in so much work and not, you're not being recognised, whilst the white person can literally do a quarter of that and get the recognition that you deserve is insane. It's actually very insane. That's the bad taste in my mouth for the fashion industry. Yeah. 100%. I know that every, like, you know, every company it's not like this I can't mm-hmm. always be say ah everybody is doing the same thing because no I'm not everybody's doing the same thing but what I experienced yeah yeah it's left a very bad taste in my mouth that's mm. why I was just like you know what fuck it I'm gonna do my own thing 
Of course. Last year, the income was six figures. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, but like, now it's time to full on, get ready, continue, oh. stay yeah. focused, and just don't derail. That I is love that. my focus at this present moment. Obviously, that's given me, you know, experience and, you know, mm-hmm. clearly now in terms of how everything is, I can say. You give some, you lose some. In this case, I was yeah. saying, what's this one? Do you know what I mean? Hmm. But I, I feel like you gained a lot. You gained, I said, you gained experience. And listen, look at you now. Look at you now, starting your own, like, literally. And how does it feel starting your own brand as well? You know what I mean? It feels, it feels, it feels liberated. Mm-hmm. It, feels, it feels liberated. I feel like, you know, I'm free. I can do what I want. I can even travel. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. can travel for business purposes. Um, literally have an office in um, Paris as well. Like uh, I know that's right. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. <laughs> cool, so, um, yeah, no, like obviously one of my friends helped me. Like, you know, he has a space as well. He was like, Yeah, no, go for it. Like you can use this as your office space. If you need deliveries coming in, anything like that, I'm always here. So feel free. Have your space. You do it. And um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm you know highly blessed and highly favored. That's Amen. Amazing. That's amazing. So, what's your thoughts on diversity and inclusion in the industry? So, like, what's your thoughts on that? Is it very wide dominated? Of course, that's a that's a tough question. But going into that in more in in more detail, you started your own now. Like, obviously, how has it been? Has seen it being like white dominated, all that kind of stuff. And oh, just- yeah, one hundred percent. Obviously, okay. Yes, obviously, I would say the industry, the fashion industry, is predominantly female and gay people. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is again, it's. it's it's predominantly white people as well. Yeah. There's a lot of upcoming people of colour, people from India, people from China, people, you know, people from like black people as well that are coming up and trying to showcase what they talents they have as well. But it's way more difficult. Because it's about who you know as well. It's not mm. what you can bring to the table. You can bring the highest degree, you can bring all of this that your you know, you can bring everything to the table, but if you don't particularly know the right people. It's going to be a bit difficult. True. That's another part of the business as well. If you don't know the right true. people, at least it's true. You have to work. <laughs> you have to work hard. <laughs> Super hard. But let's also go into the languages that's used when talking about racism. So, of course, we saw the interviews after the whole Meghan Markle situation, and one called it casual racism. And you mentioned obviously called it passenger. It's like a passenger. Let us know you're like, oh, is this too bad? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Is this too bad? Listen, okay, this passenger word for me personally, some people may be like, oh, Richie, you're reaching. Some people are like, no, nah, you're not reaching at all. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not reaching. You can say that, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, okay, but that particular time when I was shouted at, when I was literally, I would say, I was bullied. I'm not going to lie to you. I was actually bullied in my work environment. I said to, spoke to HR about this. Yeah. Nothing has been, no action, nothing has been taken. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so then when I'm doing all my best to try and fight what how I feel and how I've experienced, and then now be called a passenger on top is just like, oh, you guys are really pushing it now. Yeah, some that really made millions for you already. Now you're calling me a passenger. I, maybe I'm a million pound passenger. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you guys are really taking the piss. Like, yeah. what are you guys really doing now? Like me, it made me feel like oh, I'm just <laughs> I'm coasting. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it made me feel. It didn't make me feel nice at all. Like for me, nah, nah, nah it didn't make me feel nice at all. They don't really realize but then the excuse now they're coming say, oh but you know we're really here just to push you no you can't push me you can't, you can't do that like you have to the words and the language that you use within the, yeah you can't you can't you can't do that even for sometimes management will see people of color coming in the shop floor oh, Richie, you, you go you go you know. <gasps> go, go why should you go why can't other people go <laughs> you know it's like little just like that it's just yeah. even 
people of color as well, they will come in. They're like, ah, you know, the slight remarks that I'll make, oh, this person's not going to spend this mm-hmm. one. They're just here to waste your time. And they all run away. Wow. They would all run As if black people don't have money and people of color don't have money. Can you imagine? They all run away. Some people would be pretending to, you know, doing tags in the back of the stock room. Some people that would is write emails. And it's just like, ah, okay. I'm going to do what my job is here to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, no, it's just, it's, 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 it's nasty. Yeah. 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 Based on your experience also, in terms of your, your fellow colleagues as well, ex-colleagues, whatever, how has your experience with HR been? Do you find them useful? Because Terrible. from my experience, useless. I always say about the company. Go useless. into that. <laughs> useless. The last meeting I had, I even reinforced, this person said the name. It's wow. taking class A drugs, cocaine. That's what they're doing. Quiet. <laughs> Mouth is, you know, red. Everything red. Like it's a bit. That is actually very scary. It's, it's scary, wow. and like I just, it's just like, oh, no, me, I don't, I don't like it. I really don't like it. Like it's, it's, it's nice. Mm. And they're still in the company. They're still there. They're still doing whatever they were doing. It's just. Can like, you imagine? I'm, I'm not happy about that at all. If I always say HR, they care about the, the HR for me right now. Trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trash. they actually are very trash. I can't lie to you. Oh, they don't help. They're doing the work. Shout out to them. But in general, trash. I can't lie to you. They don't you. help. They don't help at, at all. all. At all. If I start about my own situation right now, I'm still there. But it's a thing of just having to contact them, talk about certain things. Their priority is more about the senior management, the senior senior management, don't give a care about Yeah, they're trash. They're trash. They're trash. They're trash. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> experience how I experience and everything like that. I'm not. I'm not happy. I wouldn't happy. Mm. So with your own company, what would you do differently? Especially as you're going to ha- hopefully hire more people as well. What would you do differently? Basically? Well, so you know, I have um, two assistants already. That yeah, have like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I be the fed? I'm joking. <laughs> 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 yeah, why not? Why not? I have two assistants that help me. So I have one person that literally helps me and um, does my photography, does all my um, filming as well, and just like helps me in terms of the visual part. And I have obviously another assistant in um, Paris as well that helps me with everything logistically overhaul to make sure everything is okay, ready for when I come and collect. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it for now. That is it for now. But um, yeah, I know, you know, within the years that are coming, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I want to be, you know, what's that word that you used before? Which one? The diversity, inclusion, whatever you and Inclusive. That's the one. Yeah, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be. I'm going to do that as well, but at this present moment, BLM, do you know what I mean? Sorry. Of course, of course. Yeah. I think it's very good for us to just prioritize our own fairs because, listen, half of us get to at the table, so it's good that you're creating your own table. It's a, it's a very glamorous table, child. It's a glamorous, <laughs> it's an expensive table. As I said, I'm, I'm just real for you, child. You touched on content creating. What inspired you to get into content creating? Because we've seen the content on your Instagram. Oh, why is it? Why is the reason why? Yeah, what inspired you to get into that? What inspired me? Obviously, now it's just obviously this is how people are getting seen a lot there's a lot of exposure mm-hmm. this way it's also it can be detrimental with people knowing who you are mm-hmm. and um obviously ah, yeah knowing who you are so benefits and some perks can be taken away because of what you do yeah. but other than that um you know, i feel like it's just it's a great exposure for people to know who you are um it's a good tool these days to you know use the social media and the social media platform because Back in the day, from how I know, for people to contact you, you would hand out business cards. Yeah. A website, you would um, have found out leaflets, you would do posters, you would do all of these things so people can see. 
even door to door, like inboxes, like, you know, these letters that people be handing in, that people, that for me were the old foundation things of marketing. Now everything has completely changed. So I feel like in this 21st century, you have to adapt, you have to learn. And I'm not going to lie, with social media, I'm not the best. I'm I'm actually trying, do you know what I mean? I'm not the you're best doing amazing. From what I'm seeing already, you're doing amazing. Like, I have been standing over here. I'm like, listen, repost, reshare. <laughs> you know, you're doing within my means as well. Like, obviously, we do make some risks as well, but they're trying to stay within my means and just do what I can do for myself. Like, yeah, that's the best of the day. It's true. And going back to our experiences, well, I think something that I've noticed, especially watching that interview with Kelechi, Shola, um, Gina, my own personal experiences, is having to police our own tone when we're, like, sharing our own valid concerns. Yeah. How do you feel when you're having to police, well, uh, back in the day anyway, before you started your own platform, how do you feel having to police your own tones and all that kind of stuff in the workplace? Or even just seeing it with your colleagues as well? Please, my tone, do you mean? You're placing your own tone, so you're thinking, okay, I have to be careful of how I say this because it will be... No, no, I'm just trying to think. Obviously, for me personally, I've always been not a quiet body. Mm. I've always been a respectful person. Mm. So for me, I'll never go out my way and, you know, be loud or do that type of stuff. But obviously, in some situations, yeah, you're going to have to turn down. You're going to have to... Hello, how can I help you today? <laughs> do you mean you're going to have to do all of that stuff to try to get with... It's just like, why do I need to do that? I don't know. Mm. And after what, I'm not gonna lie, my first job, yeah, yeah, I was that. Hi, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to meet you, but okay, you can give me a call back on 97. I'm tired of that. I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of that. I'm not gonna, I'm, I I'm get you. That type of person. That, I mean, I'm not that type of person anymore. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So take me, or yeah, one thing I've learned be yourself. That's how people love you, and that's how people will stay loyal to you is when you're yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so to this day I have clients from I would say six years ago they still contact me until now they're like Rich I need you I need your assistance what do you think even people that you know I've served in previous friends they still message me they're like no Richie how do you feel about this look how do you feel about that what do you, mm. think? you get so for me all those little things I know that I'm not a bad person I know I'm not that much of a bad person for, you, oh, know? you ain't a bad person child you ain't a bad person ah. <laughs> you calling me passenger my god that is actually mad but, that, is, is that still bothers me? Does, that word passenger, it doesn't sit right with my spirit. It doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me either. That's and not. then even when I went to go speak about it, they still say, oh no, but, but I am telling you. Always the but for me. They're always button and button. It's so itchy. That's it's true. just like, yeah, you guys are taking the fucking piss now. Yeah, no, nah, I just can't, I can't deal with it. But anyway, mm. live and learn. So we're going to ask for some advice from our good faith, Richie. So the first advice is, what advice would you give to those that want to enter the industry, they want to build clientele? What advice would you give to them? Number one, this is tough skinned industry. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to have tough skin. You're going to have to, you know, know when to bite your tongue at some times. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? For you to get what you need to get and do what you want to do and you're going to have to love it as well you're going to have to love fashion you can't just jump into it because we've just just seen all the flashing lights and mm. oh my god all these clothes all these yeah. fashion shows you can't get into it because all of that you're going into it. like if you're doing that you're in it for the wrong, for the wrong reason yeah you're going to have to love it you're going to have to you know obviously know your stuff as well yeah <laughs> know what you're talking about and um, that's how people will actually kind of respect you as well like know what you're talking about if you're going into tailoring no talk about the construction if you're going into couture talk about the different type of fabrics that they're using the different mm-hmm. types of methods as well do you know what i mean so yeah. you're gonna have to know everything you're gonna have to mm-hmm. 
do your homework. Yeah. And be kind. Mm. Be kind. That's one thing that I'll say to people is be kind. Don't be mean. Don't. It's not, it's, it's not nice. Even developing skills as well. Like I, I watch Drag Race and I see how some of the people, they enter the show, they cannot tell all. They cannot do anything like, please come prepared. Like practice. Come prepared. As well, yeah, come prepared. Knowledge is key. Yeah. Knowledge is really key. It's kind of we're in as well. We can learn everything on socials. <laughs> There's YouTube. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> on learning. Uh, obviously, that like, knowledge is key. What I mean by knowledge is key. Make sure you just know not the main stuff. Make sure you know other stuff behind the scenes as well. Make sure if I say okay, I'm gonna be very. You know, what's that word that I like to use? Um, ah, what's that word? <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna be very obvious. I can't be like oh. Um, Name me a brands that you know. Like, don't go for all the main brands. Go Something different, unique. The one that's upcoming mm-hmm. to see that you're doing your research as yeah. well. That you're actually investing your time to find out who these new um, artists are and creatives. And yeah, like, mm. find out. Find out new stuff. Don't stay with what people already know. Find out the new stuff or what people already know. But ah, you know already. So yeah. <laughs> find out new stuff. Mm. And what advice would you give to those who have gone through the microaggressions and the racism in the workplace? Well, based on your experience, based on what you've seen your colleagues or ex-colleagues go through, what advice would you give to them? Speak to HR. <laughs> mm. Speak to HR straight away because you can yeah. be, the management can be your best friend. At the same time, they can be your enemy at the next day. Yeah. Same way your colleagues can smile in your face this day and then tomorrow they can really go and snitch you up. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. At yeah. the same time, Speak to HR, make sure everything is on email. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to go and speak to them over the phone, yeah, speak to the phone and then reply with an email. Thank you. Yeah. It's a very nice speaking to you about this conversation, blah, blah, blah. Make yeah. sure everything is on paper. Yeah. And um, yeah, just anything that's happened or anything that would happen, if, you know, bad will happen in the future. I'm not praying for that. But mm. because, you know, you have some legs to stand on in court. Yeah. The advice I would add on that as well is also making a note of everything that happens, the dates, the time, the location, what it was, who it was. Cause I think I didn't do that in my last job. And that's when it caught me like a rat on the highway. It caught me like a rat on the highway. <laughs> caught me you know and i think as you said as well going to report immediately for me i didn't report my issues that happened to me mm. until at the end and when i when the time i reported it it's not like i'm trying to defend myself because of the, well, mm. the thing i guess was made on me but the thing where it's like i i, I thought over the sake of peace let me keep him let me keep quiet no, no, no. no. <laughs> don't keep him no no, no 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 it's not the sake of peace no just to touch back a little bit mm-hmm. no. i was working in head office oh is it yeah, head office. Hey, come and see resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit small, small, you know. <laughs> this was with another brand. This is e-commerce now. And um, it was, again, the company was what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's almost like devil's word product. That is literally how mm. the environment was. Cut throat. People shouting across the offices, doing this, doing that, saying this. I'm like, it's not me that you shout to. I'm so sorry. Mm. And embarrass me in front of 50 other people around me. Mm-hmm. Well, let's shout out people like this. Are there, are there own kids like that? Because, do you know what it is? Just people, as soon as people get authority in this type of industry, they feel like they can just do and say and, mm. you know, blatantly get away with stuff. With me, I wonder if she wore a suit to the office that day. They knew shit was going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> they knew Richie went downstairs <laughs> to mm-hmm. HR and go and speak. <laughs> and a week later, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, no. So it's like, make sure you have the time, the dates, everything. Absolutely. Is right. 
you have a nice format in which you can, you know, message your direct management. If nothing's happening, ah, make sure you write that. They didn't put no oh. point of action. You go to the HR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to HR. Obviously, again, if this, that's not helping. Also, there's this um, trade union as well. Try to get involved mm. with that as well. Yeah. Try to get involved. Try to be a member. Try to look into it as well. Try to find a colleague or someone. So if anything happens, you also have external help with anything happening internally that they're not making sure that you know it's going by the books they mm-hmm. can come out and that can also help your case and anything that you can do in the future mm-hmm. and obviously reach out to me i can obviously may not mention some things or reach out to yourself you know oh, no. <laughs> reach out to both of us um obviously we may not you know we may have not covered or said things or so mm. reach out to us we can definitely try to advise you in the best way possible my yeah. last question to you of course is yeah. despite all that you've been through in terms of the industry what has kept you going what has inspired you to keep on going as well in this industry do what it is it's the clients and the relationships that i have mm. it's something else that's mainly why i do it um yeah it's the people that i meet and it's the clients that how i make them feel after because do you mm. know at the end of the day people decide people do personal shopping people do a lot of things you know what i mean um, the clients that I mostly deal with is mostly styling. I mostly do like you know everyday wardrobe yeah. and um, you know luxury goods and yeah. everyday wardrobe like relics, patex. You know, for some people that's everyday. Mm. So don't, don't be mad, you know. <laughs> so, but obviously it's a confidence thing when people are not really sure on how they look when they step out of their house. That would definitely determine in terms of how your confidence is for that day. So when I'm able to provide that service and be able to be like, listen, now you look good. This is how you have to have it. Maybe you should do this color because of, you know, it will suit you much better in terms of how you are. Mm-hmm. And just your personality, trying to discover the people. That for me, yeah, and nah, I've made someone feel confident once they're stepping outside. That for me makes me feel happy. That's my, that's my reason. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. So before I wrap it up, is there anything to add before I close the show? Not really. I want you to drop a music, a little, a little song or something, so we can have a little boogie to. Since we're waiting for the um, to begin, but Uncle Boris is still keeping us locked in. Can you imagine? <laughs> Once we are free, oh my God, we're gonna dance like David dance in the Bible child. Yeah. <laughs> dance like yeah, David. Yeah, a little Bob Risky move. Bob <laughs> Risky. <laughs> Oh. oh god but thank you so much for your time for gracing the podcast of your presence thank let you the people know me. where they can find you once again my god so my instagram is rd silver ltd please follow me and you know i'll follow back hey that's good and it's your boy manny as usual the classic manny <laughs> you see manny hq <laughs> Use the money and the money. No, use the hashtag TCM show. <laughs> Not use the money. Don't use me now. Use the hashtag TCM show. <laughs> and yes, do follow Richie. And as I always end my podcast, don't forget to always do you and be unapologetic. Bye. Bye. I'm a classic man.